So, Byron, I, I kind of wanted to have you on tonight. Let's basically let's just have a let's have a race episode. <laughs> hey, let's do it. <laughs> let's, yes. Let's <laughs> let's get all racity race race on here tonight. Ivermectin is not only a drug for horses, it's a, a drug for people. Yes. It won a Nobel Prize. The media knows that. And it, it doesn't mean that it's more effective than a vaccine. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't, I don't, I, you know, there's no evidence of that. There's no big studies that suggest that. There are doctors who say, hey, it's a good idea to take um, Ivermectin. No one is, by the way, pitched suicide, which is fascinating to me. That is the most effective way to end, to not be hospitalized for COVID-19, is to kill yourself. That is a 100% efficacy rate. Uh, if you have COVID and you don't want to be hospitalized, you can take your own life. Not one person has said that. Now, where did you come up with that stuff? Oh, my God. That's some wise words from the great Tim Dillon right there. <laughs> you know, and frankly, he's not wrong. When you think about it, he's really not wrong. How many people who have had COVID that have killed themselves have ended up in the hospital? <laughs> Zip. Zero. The man's, the man's logic is spot on. <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? We got you over there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there we here. go. There we go. I wasn't sure if we had some gremlins. I'm probably going to get an introduction, but, you know, whatever. Oh, uh, we'll right? get there. We'll get, like, Byron. is this thing on? <laughs> is this thing on? I always forget that anymore. <laughs> I need you some do. value. Yeah, I need some value. <laughs> I need some value. Oh, man. We got, uh, it's just, we're missing John tonight, but we yeah. got uh, me and Miss and Kanan and Mariah. We got uh, something going on here with this sucker. Let's try this little number. I have no idea. Um, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> I'm not on at all. You're not. Um, anyways, okay. we got me and Miss, Kanan and Mariah, and uh, then we got, and I got noises popping in everywhere. This is a, a disaster right off the top. Uh, let's try it. It is. Muting that right there. So we got everybody but John, and then we got, uh, well, actually, you know who this is. We, <laughs> Do I know who this is? <laughs> you know I'm who this sure. is. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I know who this is. You know who this is. We got uh, we got Byron back with us tonight. What's up, Byron? Yeah. Well, howdy yo there, Sparkleinos. <laughs> Sparkleinos. <laughs> Sparkleinos. Oh my. Oh, oh man. Uh, we got some stuff we want to get to with Byron later on, and of course. Um, Larry Elder just lost his election. and um, Why did you have to do it like that? Because it's a very, very... Oh. Because it's sad. It's sad. Like, Phil was just listening to a guy on a podcast, and he was, like, Dave Rubin. crying. Yeah, I think Dave Rubin may have been crying, which did not look... It's not a good look. <laughs> wow, really? Did he cry, really? He sounded I, like it. I couldn't figure it out. There was... I think he was half drunk, which is not normal for Dave Rubin. Um, yeah, he was chugging something pretty well, hard. I, was, I feel sorry for the people in California that like voted for him. That's like, oh crap! Now we're gonna be stuck wearing masks, triple oh, yeah. mask, and yeah. you can't go to 
we can't go here, can't go there unless we're like triple vaccinated. Yes. California is shot, but we knew that beforehand. I mean, California, California's nuts. I really didn't think he had much of a chance, but we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I need to say to start this off. I'm not Jonathan. My brother John yeah, is usually here. You're not even doing any introductions. You're not doing anything. He's the one that does all that. No, I, I kind of started one that it does off, it. and then he went berserk. Phil, with it. Phil, this is your show. <laughs> you start it. That's that's exactly right. I'll please, do it. please, please. I'll do it the way I want. You, <laughs> you do it just right, <laughs> okay? Who we are by because, now, because he always talk about <laughs> I can't get enough volume, and all of a sudden that's gone. It's just like what is it? It's like what's going on? You know, he talked. He gives introductions. He gives like the lovely Missy and you know the the angel that hates to drive or something. You know, Mariah. You know. No, she loves to drive. She does not we, hate to drive. Then, she loves know, it. You know, he he is the land of milk and honey, Canaan. You know, <laughs> the land of milk and honey. <laughs> I love it. The I land love, of milk and honey. The homeless Heskett. I think uh, I think Byron Byron should get a job just introducing us here. Hey, yeah, man. he's doing a great job. I'm loving that milk and honey. Stuff. <laughs> I, I'll, I will work on that, and I'll I'll send Phil something. Maybe he'll use it. Absolutely, dude. That'd be awesome. Absolutely, I'm that all in. Awesome. I'm all in on that. And then he can look. He can add his like crazy music to it, and then you know we'll go from there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that crazy music, you know what I'm saying? You sure are. Oh my well, I'm used to I'm used to John being here, and usually I get about two words out, and John is screaming or farting into the microphone, one of the two. Oh my gracious! And it just what? then I don't usually have to say anything for like you know a good ten or fifteen minutes. And then he wonders why he doesn't have a girlfriend. Yes, yes, he does. Although I did see there's hope for John because Jennifer Aniston is saying she wants to date somebody that's not famous. So if I was him. I'd be like, you know. well, there we go. There well, we go. That, easy, Kanan. That just easy. shows Dave Schumer or whatever his name is. Uh, I don't, they said that she was trying to fight back against rumors that she was dating some something sounded like that. I don't know, but yeah, she's the best looking one on Friends. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, by yeah. far. And I think <laughs> she's even close. I think she smokes too, and she, yes, she's, she's a bad smoker. Her face is holding up well for <laughs> somebody that smokes. <laughs> I wouldn't say something, but I would. I don't want Julie to beat me up. (laughs) (laughs) Byron's afraid of getting a divorce right here on the podcast. Byron's like, how much do I love Julie? It's not not divorce. It's beat up. Dude. Julie would too. She would. Uh, actually, I come across something pretty, uh, pretty interesting here the other day. Um, Joe, Joe Don Rooney from Rascal Flats uh, got arrested yes. the other night. Got arrested. I seen that. Yeah. Oh, oh, Joe. For what? He's slipping into depression. Yes, he is. Yeah, he got him. He got himself a a, a tiny little DUI. Yeah, <laughs> a little tiny. Yep. He come. He come. Didn't he crash too, or something like that? Like yeah. Or yeah. It says it says he uh, he was there in Nashville, and and I guess he come ripping out of there in his vehicle and put it right into a tree. <laughs> oh my goodness! Or into the tree line. Yes. Highway. He was singing "Life's a Highway." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. He, uh, 
He was he was screaming at the top of his lungs. Gary's got a job and I don't. <laughs> 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 Can I say something about Rascal Flatts real quick? Yeah, say it, man. Uh, okay. So I don't know if you guys are fans of Rascal Flatts or not. So if you are, I apologize. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. No, I'll be no. I'm sorry, but when I was, I don't know how long ago they first started out. Was mm-hmm. back in like '07 or something. I think it was before that. And when it like '01 or '02? They were. Like, I, I had, I had heard them sing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, that's a nice girl group. <laughs> that's a nice girl group. <laughs> no. Because I thought, I thought the lead singer, I thought the lead singer was a girl because the way she, the way he sounded. <laughs> I'm like, this is, I'm like, like the first hit that they sung, I'm like, I like this. And then when oh I saw, my. I'm like, oh, they sound like some pretty ladies. Yes, <laughs> that man has a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, sing to me, baby. Just sing to me. Oh, dude. And you're like, oh, wait, that's wait, hilarious. it's a guy. <laughs> that's pretty good. You know, Rascal Flatts, they, they did take a lot of heat from a lot of people because, uh, you know, they were they would get called a boy band and all that because they did have that Backstreet Boys look to them, especially back in the day. Yeah, they did. Yeah, okay. What happened to, like, every like country people wearing, like, cowboy hats? It's like, is that, like, yeah. a thing that, they, that died off or something? That depends on who you are, I think. I mean, George Strait never lost it, but right. then you got the guys. Yeah, that are, no, he's, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Yes, yes, he is. But then you got the guys uh, that tried to do a mix between, like, cowboy hat and rock and roll, like Jason Aldean and Toby Keith, yeah. you know. And it was like, you know. Listen, ain't, nothing, ain't nothing like a guitar, a hound dog, and a shotgun. Exactly you can right. You just off that. Exactly right. <laughs> That's all you need. And a Ford truck. <laughs> you know what and I think? And a Ford truck and, and, a, and, a, and, a mean, and a mean old batty woman. <laughs> <laughs> a mean old batty woman. I like that. <laughs> I tell you what's funny is with Joe Don Rooney, so you got, you got Gary, who's kind of went into gospel music, putting out a gospel album. He's out there singing the glory down, and Joe Don Rooney's getting arrested for driving drunk. Oh, <laughs> oh. He, said, he said, "Dang it, dang it, Don, you're uh, you're making my job off the hard." Yes. Oh, actually, I I guess I got a clip we should play right here. Say it again. I dig. You alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh. That's great. So, so he can, so you, you can clip stuff from previous stuff, and okay. Oh, I can yeah. clip stuff up in the world. I, like I can that. clip stuff from anything, Byron. Step, step. Oh gosh, I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared now. In fact, if you got, if you got a dog, you need castrated. I can clip him too. Snip, <laughs> snip. Oh, oh, speaking of clips, Kanan, I found one of you the other day. Uh, I was, I was doing some, oh, no. I was doing some editing here, and I found, found one of you laughing. I thought the. I thought it would come in handy. (laughs) 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 It was just at the beginning of one of our podcasts. I was going back through it. It was just you just, I have no idea what you were doing. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that's funny, dude. <laughs> dude, I think I remember that. I was like, I think somebody said something. I was like, kind of just being smart. Pervy. I think that's what it was. Being yeah, pervy. you're pervy. Oh, yeah. Mariah's pervy. like, oh, that's his pervy voice. Yeah. 
Canaan, Canaan being pervy, that's just hard to believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The ladies know to run. When that, <laughs> when that, when, ladies, if you're ever out and you hear this, you better, you better run. You better get out of the way. <laughs> that is the Indiana mating call right get there. Get out. Better, <laughs> yeah, I got something oh, pretty gosh. straight for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh. a formerly Ohio mating call oh, gee, when he was chasing Mariah. Oh, around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Well, hey, did it, did it work? Did it work? It worked, yes, did it? It did. It did. It did. It did work. <laughs> yeah, people, people would say it works because they discovered them out in the cornfield, but that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. That too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, man. Uh, let me get. Let me get your thoughts on something here. So, of course, we just had the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And there there was a float that kind of caused a little bit of controversy. And this was actually out your way, Kanan. It was at the uh, popcorn festival in, uh, I don't even know how to say this. I I can't even begin to say that name. So, anyways, they had this. I don't remember that. I, I I don't know. I, I'd seen one where it, it said the county that it was in, but uh, this this article I have here doesn't doesn't say. But they had this parade, okay, and they brought through this mm-hmm. float th- this float that was in tribute to nine eleven. But what they did was they had two like paper mache towers built with holes punched in them and smoke oh, coming out. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh I'm my at it right now. gosh! It's like. Uh, <sighs> Dang. I Shame on Indiana. <laughs> I mean, I get um, they've got names of people that died there and stuff, so I, I understand what they were going for. But, ooh, that's that's a bit optics. rough. Optics. 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 Yes, optics. the optics are bad. I, I, I wasn't bad. sure what to think in the beginning, but I think I'm going to have to side. There with. was no need to have it on fire. Like, the, okay, if you want to just recreate it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it did not have to be on <clears throat> fire. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to have a little miniature statue of the yes. Twin Towers or something, nothing wrong with that. But right, they, yeah, right here, but not like yeah, there's holes, there's holes blood. punched in them, and they had a smoke machine. Oh. <laughs> smoke. Oh, <corner>. out. <laughs> oh man. Do you know what the oh, only? Man. Oh, I'm not even saying it. I am not saying it. Oh, I'm not saying it. Okay, you, you check this out. You talk about recreating. Something. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna say it, but you take it out. Okay. Okay. The only thing worse. Oh my lord! Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> no, have you seen? Like no, this. listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Hey, have you? I don't know how guys, because you're a Family Guy, but you remember when Peter was talking on the talk show and he was talking about he was going to reenact 9/11, but like in a funny way. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't remember this. One. <laughs> okay, kidding. that's how. That's how big it. My Family Guy is who got his office, so. Anyway, yes. James Wood, James Wood, James Wood stole his identity. So in return, Peter stole his identity. <laughs> so he said he was going to make he was going to make a, a sh- uh, make a movie where this um this window cleaner was cleaning the the um, 9/11 towers, and he gets the last one in the plane. And he's like, oh my god. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I bet that. And that's not as bad as what this is. Yeah, this is. <clears throat> but I don't know. This was good intentions, but man, mm-hmm. that, that's just 
Did they not run this idea past anybody first? Mm-mm. I know for real. How old were you guys when this happened? I was uh, almost nine years old. Mm. I was you? 18. You was 18, man. I was 11. You was 11. No, fresh, freshman year, freshman year at University of Akron, we had found out that we had, I just got done from communication class and I was going to the um, student union mm-hmm. and everybody's at the TV and one of the towers was on fire. And I'm thinking, huh, mm-hmm. must have been like a, a bad fire, like an explosion or some chemical explosion or, you know, something, something happened, you know, because the towers were pretty, were kind of old. I don't know how old they were. Right. But then we found out that, you know, we're, I heard, okay, we're done with school. I'm like, that's it. School's canceled because because there's a. Then when that happened, that's when I said a plane hit. Yes. Yep. I'm thinking, oh, I'm like, oh, we under attack. Oh yeah. So after that, I called my mom, and you know I had to make sure because I have an uncle who's a makeup artist that lives in Manhattan, still does to this day. So I had to make sure he was okay. Also, he lived he lived right there in the city. Yeah. So from from then on, it was just it was water well coverage. We didn't nobody. We didn't leave the the TV. Mm-hmm. I went from I went from the university to uh, at the time my girlfriend's house and she was out of school. And it's just like we all, you know, we stayed there the whole time, watch TV, every TV channel we used that even sports. MTV, BET, everything was to that channel. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I saw they show replays of it. I saw when the tower both went went down. I mean, it was. I will never forget that day ever. Mm. Yeah, I was. I and was it's young. Like a Twenty year anniversary, and it's like a twenty year anniversary, and it's just like you know, it was bad. Yes, <clears throat> I, w- I was. I was young, but I f- very vividly remembered. You know, that's, and I mentioned it on our, on our tribute. That is kind of the time that I started getting into politics was like, yeah, right. I, at the, that just glued to the radio and listened to all the coverage and then listening to Rush Limbaugh and listen, you know, just, and that's kind of what got me started doing this. I think a lot of people, it was the wake up call for them because they started to realize like when we're young and innocent as children, you start to like start seeing just how evil this world can be. Mm-hmm. And that was just like a pure example of it. It was like, whoa, okay, someone's attacking us like in my home country. Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't do this to me because like, we had just came back from Papua New Guinea, and um, we, we were just like really enjoying being in in the states and the, the simple things in life. And I remember thinking, you know what? I don't like it here. I'm ready to go back to Papua New Guinea because it was so hateful. I, I've never seen more racism than I did when I came back to the States. I never saw more hate than I came back to the States. Like materialistic. Everybody just had to be better than everybody else. And that competition was just ridiculous. And so now I'm like, you know what? I, I don't like it here. I'm ready to leave. <laughs> so What a beautiful segue. Speaking of racism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or just race in general, you just, mean? Just race in general. Okay. What first got me kind of connected with Byron was, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Byron. Yes, the looks was 
obviously. Out the looks. Oh, yeah. the <laughs> I just just wished I could look like him, but um, what? I wish I had that beard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if getting uncomfortable now. What got me? Uh, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> what got me connected with Byron was. Of course, I was aware of, you know, I, I knew he'd married Julie and we had probably corresponded a little bit there on uh, liking each other's Facebook post or something. Mm -hmm. But the uh, George Floyd thing went down Ooh. and I saw that mm. and I was always raised conservative Republican. And uh, so I had my, con you know, my ideas about it, my, my drawn conclusions about it. Right. But I saw people in the street burning things down that had not reached the same conclusions that I did. Oh, okay. So, whenever you see something like that, and especially something making that big of a of an impact on culture, and you know, then back before that, you know, you had Colin Kaepernick kneeling, and you had, you know, you had riots over uh, what was the, what was the, the guy there in um, Ferguson? I uh, uh, you know better yeah. than I do, baby. Mike, I have to look up. I have to look him up. Was it Michael Brown? Either is Michael Brown or Anthony Brown, one or the other. Yes. Yes, I think, yes. yes. And, and so this thing has been, uh, racism has been on the forefront of America now for several years. Right. Basically since uh, it seemed like it really started coming to the front, or at least the topic started coming to the front when Barack Obama was still in there. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, all through Donald yeah. Trump's uh Hit through his through his campaign and through his presidency. <laughs> <clears throat> and what, what what are you laughing about over there? No, I just had a flashback at Chris Rock when he said, he said "No one feels sorry for a black man no more." That was one of the best lines of grown ups. Yes. Sorry, speaking, speaking, I went way off. Of, speaking of Chris Rock, y'all need a YouTube how to not get your butt kicked by a by the police oh okay I, i'm gonna have to check this out but what no, no it's hilarious a lot of cussing and it but it's hilarious but it, and it but it's true i will definitely they, check that people out people need to watch that to that to that day but go ahead we'll, we'll <laughs> yes. move on go ahead well what i was what i was saying so how we got reconnected was i saw all this i saw it just exploding and i thought am i missing something right okay i'm not a black guy right i wasn't around many black people i to this day there's just not a lot of black people in my area. I'm not around the culture. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know very many of them really closely. And so I'm like, all right, maybe I'm missing something yeah, here. Okay, you know, I'm sure. I'm a I'm as redneck as they as as they come. I have no idea about the black culture. So I my message Byron one day and I was like, Byron, what am I what am I missing here? Right. And, and that's kind of what got us started uh, you know, having a little bit closer of a relationship and uh so Byron, I, I kind of wanted to have you on tonight. Let's basically let's just have a let's have a race episode. <laughs> hey, let's do it. <laughs> let's, yes. Let's <laughs> let's get all racity race race on here tonight. <laughs> racity race race. But yeah. So I I will ask you what's what is there a problem with racism in the country? And uh, I guess that that's the first question I'll ask you. Is there a problem? Well. Um, there is racism out there. Mm -hmm. You know that. I know that there is racism out there. But if we want if to see if we want to put like a number on, we want a percentage on it. 
I always say between five or eight percent of America, because there's five and eight percent of America that believe there's aliens out there, mm-hmm. and there's also five to eight percent of Americans that believe that Elvis is still alive mm-hmm. to this day, and there's also five to eight percent of people that think Tupac is still alive and he's out in Africa somewhere, <laughs> and one of these days he's coming to this big concert. Oh, so, <laughs> so I've not heard that one before. I, I've heard it. I've heard it. Oh, he's 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 an actor right now. He's he's about to give this big concert. Okay, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> second coming of Tupac. There is exactly <laughs> there is three hundred. There's three hundred and thirty million Americans in in America. So what's five percent of that? So yeah, that there that's that's how small, minute. The if there is racist if there's racist people out there, and there's a number. That's how many is it? Now, will that stop me from succeeding the way I need to succeed? No. There's no, you know, segregation. There's no, you know, Jim Crow laws that, you know, I can, I live, I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's no crosses burning. There is, you know, nobody saying go back to Africa. There's no, there's no uh, N-word spray paint on my, Everybody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. I can walk, you know how LeBron says, oh, I can't even walk across the street anymore. I walk across that street to get go to my favorite place on general almost every day. Mm-hmm. And nobody says a word. Yeah. So, so it's just like, go ahead. Well, so where's, where's this, where's this all coming from? So obviously, like you said, there's, there's, obviously racist people. I don't think there's this mm-hmm. humongous group of them that at least not as big as the and media portrays. Yeah, it comes from, I was looking online because, you know, this guy knew this day was going to come when you were talking <laughs> about, you know, let's talk about race. Mm-hmm. So I was looking, I was looking online for the most, the most segregated cities today. And in the top 10, one of them, uh, you know, there's Detroit, which is, I believe, because it is very segregated. There's, you know, black people live in one area. Uh, the Arabs live in another area mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Cleveland is definitely one. Mm-hmm. I live in Akron, Ohio, which is about, it's about 45 minutes from Cleveland. And really, when I grew up back into the um, the early, you know, from 82 to when I graduated 01, there were, there's like neighborhoods and they were like half and half, you know, maybe a slightly towards, you know, 60% white, 30% black. They were only, there's only to this day, I don't know how it is now. Well, back, back then it was one neighborhood that was predominantly black and that was West Akron. Okay. Every, everywhere else, was was you know kind of half and half i mean you you know mm-hmm. and there were on the other side on east Africa, there's a, there's a um neighborhood called Ellet. at that time was predominantly white now it's now it's you know more more black people that live there okay. but still but still you know the point i'm trying to make is i live i live in a neighborhood called Goodyear high school was predominantly white back then it was 
I didn't have a problem. There was no black community for me. And that's where everybody talks about when they, when black folks talk about the black community, I didn't live in a black community. When I was a kid, my next door, my two next door neighbors were both old and white. The, the man across the fan, the fan across the street with me was old and white. The black next to me, you know, I played with kids. They were, they were, you know, hilltops and they were white. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, when I go to school, there's more, there's more white, there's more white people there. I mean, there's a couple of black, there's a couple of black people there at, at my elementary school, but majority was white. You know, my teachers were white and black. My principal was white, you know, so it's you, just, you, I don't understand. What, what you're saying is you weren't <laughs> barred from the quote white neighborhoods growing up. No, no, God, no. I mean, my dad worked at, I don't, I don't, I don't, you don't know what it says, but it's, a, it's one of the factories called Bad Pop and Wilcox. You know, back in, back in um, Akron, they had General Motors and, not General Motors, uh, Goodyear, mm-hmm. General Tire, Goodrich, Firestone. You know, people, and black and white just all work together. Yes. You know? Right. So, I never, we never, you know, the only place that I was like dealing with all black is my church. My church was on the west side of Akron. You know, that that's the only time where it's like, okay, we're, you know, everywhere you turn is black, you know, and I didn't have a problem with it. When I went to my grandma's house, my grandma lived on the west side, my, my auntie, my auntie, Cindy, you know, she lived on the west side. So, ain't, you know, my auntie's a little, you know, so anytime we had, we, we had family functions, we, you know, we went down to the west and it was not a problem. Back then it wasn't a problem. I just, and so I don't know where they're, you know, where they talk about where, you know, still to this day, we're still dealing with racism. It's like, how? Well, I, and that's what I've always thought. And I, I still think that way. And, and let me be very clear to anybody that's, uh, you know, watching or listening that um, I don't really know much about this subject. Right. But I think, and me and Kane and me and you talked about this. I, I feel like mm-hmm. these kind of conversations need to happen because yeah, it, it's gotten down so far to where me and the guy at work was just talking about this. I can look at the letter that's written by a politician's name, whether it be D or R, and I can pretty much tell you without them opening in their mouth what they're going to say. It turns into this. Mm-hmm. It turns into this team sport, and nobody mm-hmm. really actually sits down. And, and has a conversation, and a lot of people can't sit down and have conversations without flying yeah, into each can. other's face and just having this complete meltdown. Here's, here's, here's the deal, Phil. Here's the deal, Phil. So I'll let, I'll let you go, Misty, but I'm going to say this. They have, when they have these conversations, I know you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. Mm-hmm. When they have these conversations, it's usually on TV. It's yeah. usually a couple celebrities, a couple black activists, mm-hmm. And usually it's it's centered to the left. You have a mm-hmm. you have about two black activists, you have a black celebrity, and then you have, you know, one white liberal, you know, person that shakes his head in Greece. Mm-hmm. And basically the, he's there just to, you know, make it even. I do air quotes again, even. And then they you know, the guy sits there, the white guy sits there and just like, you know, well, what can we do to make to make us, you know, feel like we're doing a good job for you guys. And the black people say, well, we need more programs, which is government spending. 
there you go. Mm-hmm. More money. Always comes down to that. Your taxes. Yeah. <laughs> instead of, you know, instead of saying, like, I don't mean that I'm probably going to change the subject, but I think a lot of this, a lot of these problems can be easily solved. The, the best optimal thing that you can do is to have strong Christian fathers back into the black community. Bingo. Nobody never says that. Nobody says that yep. because, you know, it's, you don't, nobody likes a simple answer, but sometimes, you know what, when that squeaky wheel, when that squeaky door is still squeaking, sometimes you put some WD-40 on it and let it go. You don't need a new door. Right. Yeah. Just grab, just, just, you need a, a lot of, a lot, and not just black people. That's another thing. It's not a black thing anymore. It's a white thing too. Yes. It's an Asian thing. It's it's a Mex- it's a Hispanic thing. We need strong Christian fathers back in the home. Mm-hmm. I I agree hundred percent. And there's absolutely my mind's actually going so many different directions because yes. there's so many things to yes. to cover. And I know mm-hmm. we don't have all mm-hmm. night, but I let's just go with the with, with the fathers thing. According to and let me see if I can actually pull this clip up of of. Uh, uh, of Larry Elder here. Uh, there he is talking about. Let me just make a comment. Um, yeah. I did read ahead, an article. Um, I was in my classroom. Um, I had a group that I was with. And as a child, I've always, I as a child, I will say, I, I've always been with like the outcast group. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? My parents have always been one to, um, we need to be friends with those who are not, no one else wants to be friends with, whether that is like the minority, whether that is the homeless person on the street, whether that is the drunk that just stumbled into church or, or just the homeless kid that's on the street. I, I remember I had several conversations when I was at Bible school and that was just when I was 17. And, um, they were like, well, aren't you afraid to go walk by yourself? Like down to these, the projects. And I, I looked at people and I went, I was raised as a minority. Like I'm used to being the minority. All my friends were Polynesian. They were African. They were Papua New Guinean. Like there's people, I I was always the minority. So whenever I came back to the States, there was so much fear when it came to people of color. And I don't understand why. I do not understand. To this day, I still do not understand. Fear from who? Like, Like white people are so afraid of people of color. That's just my personal opinion. And the other, the other way, the other way around. You think so? The other way around. No, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm, I'm gonna take name. I'm gonna leave names out of it. Okay. Uh, I'm I, but, and I'll off off camera. I'll tell you who it is. But okay. Um, there is a person. He's no longer living. When, when Mean Tweets number forty five mm-hmm. became ran for office, he thought that we were going back 400 years ago back to slavery oh boy oh jeez. Oh, he yeah he, he literally and i and i asked i asked i asked somebody i'm like was he watching does it do he watch cnn or msnbc he's like uh yeah he watched a lot of cnn when i go over there he watched a lot of cnn and i was like well there you go and i mean he he literally died thinking that he was going to he was they were going back to slavery he used to he used to like there was this place there's a shopping center near um near where i where i used to live when i used to live in Akron. um it's a it's a shopping center in lodi 
And I think back when I was younger, somebody, you know, somebody told me this shopping center where people go and shop, they say, you shouldn't go to Lodi because that's where the plan is. Oh boy. Wow. So it's just like, so, for, <laughs> so back when I was younger for years, I'm just like, you know, every, I ain't so shopping we used, there. We used, to pass all, <laughs> we used to pass it like my, um, my family, when they go down to Kentucky, we always got to pass that, lo- that low night exit. And I used to get back there, I used to get nervous. <laughs> so everybody, this is back when I was like a kid. So yeah. when I was, when I was younger, when I was like, like in middle school, I was thinking, you know, one of my, I think one of my family members went to like the Lodi shopping center, my outlet center. My eyes got big. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> See? So that was just like, and that's that's what that's what people that's what black folks used to do. They just like, well, I'm not going to this this you know predominantly white area because you know we're they're all racist and it's like. Like no, and see nowadays and twenty now in like these suburbs mm-hmm. that I used to live that I used to be around, I mean they're starting to become they start to have people look like me at their high school. When back then it's just like you wouldn't even think about it. It's like wow, yeah, yeah. Look at this, yeah. yeah. It's just like so. Here, here's it. Here's dirty little secret. I like I always tell somebody. It's like you know don't listen to the media. Don't listen because you know what the dirty little secret is. A lot of these black folks want to live in the suburbs because they're tired. They're tired of that that crap that you know that they you know they live in out there and you know their schools are bad. You know mm-hmm. they're they're scared to they're scared for themselves to walk their own with people that look like them. They're scared to walk across the street because they might get you know jacked or shot. Mm-hmm. Stuff so, you know, but see, well, okay. and see that's something that at most. <laughs> People don't like to hear that, Byron. They don't like to hear it. They get nervous when you say something like that. Here, They're scared of being like called said, the R word. Here's the deal, Phil. I know, racist. But yep. here, here's the deal. I, okay, I am, I'll be 39 in November. Man, you're old. I have lived, <laughs> I know, Grandpa here. But, uh, <laughs> I have lived, I lived in Geneva, Ohio. I want y'all to Google Geneva, Ohio, look at the demographics. I lived there for about nine years. I have lived, I live in, like, I live in a Tesla neighborhood of Maslin. I want you to Google the demographics and, you know, and I've, I've been going on for seven years. And I'm not going anywhere because I like it here. Mm-hmm. I right. love the neighbors. It's quiet. I have, I have two people across the street. They got big, they got big trucks with monster trucks and, you know, one's red and one's, and one's white. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they, you know, they, you know, be saying, you know, all that stuff. And they, you know, they, they wave at me and I wave back and it's just like. It's the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. And if anything happens, you know, if somebody will like, you know, want to do harm for them, I would come after them and, you know, and help them. And they would do the same thing for me too. Well, when you talk about that people are afraid of living in the black community, which is what you were referring mm-hmm. to, Correct. There, there a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Some, yeah, some people are afraid of living in the black community. A lot of times, the black communities, at least according to what I see on paper, tend to be higher mm-hmm. crime areas. I don't know why that is, but you look at like downtown Chicago. Now, this isn't every black community. I want to be clear, and this is 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a nerve. I know what you're talking about. This is a nerve-wracking subject because it doesn't yeah. take nothing for you to get called. I, I'm scared of getting branded as. Like I'm as not kidding. I, I'm not. Go, I'm not going to lie to you. You get branded as a racist but, but in, you, in, in, in today's culture, and you're done. But mm-hmm. on the leftist side yeah. of things, you are a Christian white male, and that is like the typical is what they would consider. The redneck is yeah. deemed as being a racist person, but that's from the leftist side of things. Because yes. so, yeah, if you're not if you're not part of you're not if not if you're not part of the movement, no matter who you are, you are a white supremacist. Right. Yes. <laughs> and that's just, you're exactly right. You know, and I and like I said, I, I I'm trying to look for these white. I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> yeah. I have been. I have been. I have been racially disrespected by other black people. More. I mm. think you know. I I've yet to have, you know, unless they were liberal. Now they're liberal. Yeah, because they they expect liberal, especially white liberal, uh, white liberal women. Mm-hmm. They expect you if you don't, if you you disagree with them, mm-hmm. and I I look how I look. Oh, oh, they don't like that. No, how dare you? They don't like how that at all. Dare you? And the only thing you got to no, do is yeah. look at how Larry Elder was treated during this governor's race. During this, yeah, that's, why, oh that's why I was nervous. I was nervous about that. It was like, great, he's gonna be raked through the coal by. You know, because that's where the you know that's where the money is, and the left is is the politics. Yes, I mean mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom yes, has unlimited money. He has he has backers from um, Nancy Pelosi. Yep. He had backers from uh, every everybody. You know, mm-hmm. everybody. So it's like yeah. he had he didn't have a chance. Well, and- but I'm glad he did it because I wanted him to maybe if he could just you know take a little bit of armor off of yes. what's going on and exactly maybe right. eventually it'll you know, come off and maybe find people open eyes, but like, and I've had one guy, he came into work. Now this happened a few years ago. And he said, he said, what, you're not going to help a black man out. And I said, he said, you're just racist. And I told him, I said, sir, I said, you do not know anything about me. Please Mm -hmm. do not say that. I said, I've lived in Africa and Papua New Guinea for over eight years of my life. And let me tell you, his mouth just like fell open. He just stared at me and he said, Oh, really? I, I didn't know. I said, exactly. I said, you're forgiven. I said, but I am here to help you. That's my job to help you. And like people jump to conclusions so badly. Well, there's something over there in, in that culture where you said you were, you were accepted and y'all got along just fine. Yes. Just like it's supposed it. to be. Loved it. They don't have this very pervasive news media that we have over here. Where true. I exactly. firmly believe exactly. They yes, absolutely. How how do they how do they make money? The news media makes money from advertising. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you then get advertisers to buy uh, advertising spots on whatever medium you are? You show them people's clicking on what on our articles, or they're tuning into our station. So you want to have your product right here. So then, what do they do to get people to click or to tune in? They make everything, they blow everything out of proportion and everything. Oh, my Lord, look at this. And they start making people getting all mad. You know how bad, you know how bad it's gotten? You know how bad it's gotten now? Mm-hmm. People legitimately have an argument that what happened in January 6th is what was, was, was worse than September 11th. Oh, oh my. Oh my Are Lord. you oh my. serious? 
that's it. There's people out there that, that, that I'll tell you what I watch. I, I don't watch um, when I when I go to work, there's this one lady that has MSNBC on all night, all day. Mm-hmm. And I go in a room and basically that's <laughs> they they're compared. They're having like a legitimate argument, like somebody saying, oh, this is. And then people on Twitter are like, oh, this like blue checkmark people, mm-hmm. people that are getting paid to talk, literally saying that. It's like, are you? It's like, what they what they did when them when them people in time band took over Afghanistan. That's an insurrection. That's how you do an insurrection. Yes, yeah, that's it. That's insurrection. Wow, with guns, not <laughs> yes. not with mega flags. And and, and you, know, you know what? You know what? And I'm, you know what? Uh, if people hear this, I don't care. You know what January six was? What's it? It was an un. It was an uninvited. It was an uninvited tour. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was an uninvited tour. People, oh, people got in there that should that that shouldn't have been in there. Mm-hmm. People got in that shouldn't have been in there, and they took a tour. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting way of putting it. I don't think it was. I mean, these guys these guys were boneheads. Uh, I don't know. They were bon- they were boneheads. I don't know what they thought they were going to do. Uh, once you got in there, I mean, you think you're just going to walk in and they're just going to yeah. say, hey, you know, have a good yeah. day. You know, we appreciate your patriotism or whatever they thought was going to happen. But I don't think it was what the media has since portrayed it as because the media's job is to get people to click. And they found out if you make people mad and I'm guilty of this myself, I will furiously click on yeah. news articles and scroll down through there just, you know, sweating and, and you know, frothing at the mouth. <laughs> you have steam reading, coming out of your ears. Yes, <laughs> reading something, you know, that Fox News is printed. And and they can right. be just, they're just, they might not be as bad, but they, they've got it figured out too. Yes. Fox has it figured out too. Phil, Phil, you won't remember what you where you were at on January 6th, okay? You won't remember that in 20 years. You won't remember it. You remember where you were at at September 11th. That's I correct. Do. That's correct. 20, 20 years, Phil. 20 years. I remember mm-hmm. that day. Yep. I'll mm-hmm. never forget that day. Yep. Ever. You're exactly right. It's just like, and and you, they will. They'll have these, and that's, and you know, and that's where these race, race hustlers come in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. We have, we have, we have race hustlers that will, that, that will, you know, they'll see, somebody you know a black a black person dying from a white cop and then you know here we go george floyd yeah. you, you know you know the george floyd effect they freaking change they freaking changed the, the red skin name off of that yeah yeah i know and i, and I kind of yeah. think I, about it yeah, i want to circle back around to these you know we were talking about the, the black neighborhoods and and uh really you know was referring to like uh, chicago and and like minneapolis and, and mm-hmm. some of these ones where there is a there's like a predominant uh black uh population and so what what causes this byron i mean i i don't think it has it does not have anything to do with the color of your skin because mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. see the same things happening in rural america and it's happening to white people, okay? You get in these these areas where you're getting these single-parent households, and mm-hmm. and the whole culture is just going to crap. Mm-hmm. So 
when I say, uh, you know, these, when I say black populations, please, whoever's listening to this, it's not, I'm not being racist at all. I'm saying the same thing happens with white people, but what, what causes this in the black culture, Byron? I mean, what, what got this all going? It's well, uh, is it mainly the the absence of fathers? It's the absence of fathers. It's the, it's the government, you know, saying, you know what, um, woman, you don't have to, you don't need a father to have, you don't need a father to raise your kids. Mm-hmm. The government will pay for your government pay. So that takes away the responsibility of the father. So now I have, you know, I have this woman with these three kids, but she gets a check though. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have, you have these men that are raised by women instead of raised by men. So, you know, Hey, you know what? Sorry, girls. Women are emotional. <laughs> no. So, so you have that. You have an emotion. You have an emotional. You have an emotional mother, probably living with an emotional grandmother, and here comes you know auntie and sister and, and female cousin. So you have all these women, and then you have you know this this boy that's going to be a man. So when anything that anything stresses him, he's going to get emotional, but. He, you know, he can't get, he ain't gonna get emotional as a woman. He ain't getting emotional as a man. So when somebody, I'm doing air quotes, disrespects me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get my gun that nobody hmm. knows about, and I'm, and I'm, a, and I'm gonna air, I'm gonna air this dude out. Well, and I think instead it's... of instead of say, instead of saying, instead of you know, acting like a man and you know, you act like a woman. Well, and I think it's been proven over time, or at least there's very strong evidence to suggest that that a child needs both the female influence and the male influence in their life when they're growing up. Yeah, you know, and, exactly. And when you have that that because, like I said, we're seeing this in rural West Virginia now too. Uh, and in fact, I've got I've got some clips here that I, that I would like to play, and I've got one here with uh, Larry Elder talking about this exact thing. Uh, let's see if we can roll this here. Isn't the left wonderful about dealing with the consequences of things they cause? The reason for the need for the youth programs is because of what I said earlier about no fathers in the home. So no fathers in the home, more likely it is the kids are not doing what they should be doing. So let's deal with the symptoms. Let's not deal with what I caused. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, That's all like yeah. Byron right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but yeah, exactly. A more educated Byron. But, but listen, they, um, he always, Larry Aaron always talked about, you know, he always said there's, okay, let's imagine there is this pill that cures all racism. You, everybody takes a pill, there's no more racism. Mm-hmm. Will that, will, will that still help the black kids from doing any homework at night? Because oh, I don't know point. what stat he used, but he, he, he always used a stat. I don't know where he got it from, but there, there's like, the, the percentage of, of, of students that do homework, it's like Asians up top, then Caucasians, then they're like somewhere near the bottom is black people. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. black, because they, you know, because if you don't do your homework, you can't do good in school. If you can't do a school in school, you can't succeed. There's a, the Brookings Institute is 
that something that he always uses. He says it's a left wing think tank. Mm-hmm. And he says to beat pro- poverty, the Brooklyn Institute says to beat poverty, he says, graduate from high school, get a job. Um, don't have kids to get married. Yes. Yes. I've heard this. Married, stay married and then have kids. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And if you do those things, there is a higher percentage. It's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. That's right. the problem with left. Left wants perfect. Ain't no, ain't no perfect by heaven. Right. So. Well, let's let's it, go on. I've, I've that's, actually got. That's optimal. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I've got some more here of him talking about uh, talking about race and, and so forth. A black reporter recently said, Elder, yes. what is your opinion about critical race theory? I said, you mean that narrative that pits blacks against whites, that pits Asian Americans against Hispanic Americans? I said, let me uh, answer the question this way. Pick out your favorite magic wand, wave it over America, remove every smidgen of racism from the hearts of white people. Now everybody white thinks exactly like Mother Teresa. Do we still have a situation where 70% of black kids enter the world without a father married to the mother, an increase from 25% back in 1965? Do we still have a 50% dropout rate in many of our urban high schools, and many of the kids who do graduate cannot read, write, and compute at grade level? Wow. Are 25% of young black boys in some urban areas still having criminal records? By that I mean in jail, on parole, or on probation. Is the number one cause of preventable death for young white men accidents like car accidents or drownings versus the number one cause of preventable death for young black men, homicide, almost always at the hands of another young black man? Is the rate at which young black men are killed eight times the rate at which young whites are killed? If the answer to those questions are yes, then I submit to you that systemic racism is not the problem and critical race theory and reparations are not the answer. You're being manipulated. You're being used just for your vote. Knock it off. Bingo. Wow. Bingo. And that's what. It, and that's what. And that's what they do. That's what the left do. They. They use emotion because you know, we we can't get as black people. We can't get emotional, and you know we see some on TV that's happened that's happened to us, and it's just like. You know, we get upset. Well, anybody can, so Byron, need, if you're being constantly yeah. told that you're you are yeah. being basically wiped out as a race. You know, that's going to make anybody yes. emotional. Anybody, and yeah. it's just like we always, you know, we all, anytime I side with, you know, the right or whatever, you know, I'm considered. You know, they they call me racist names and stuff, mm-hmm. and. It's, and it's just like, oh, you're dancing with a white man. But it's just like, my thing is, who ain't dancing with a white man? White man dance with a white man. Yeah. We we are living in a we are living in a we live in a predominantly white country. That's that's just the we you know, and also again, Larry Elder, he says he got he I don't know where I think I don't know where he got this information from, but he says if you took all the black Americans and put them in, have them in their own country. They will be the thirteenth wealthiest country in the in the world. Oh wow! 13th. You, know many, you know how many countries are there? Yeah, wow. that's top. That's one percent. Wow. So it's just like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? See, I firmly it's like we're not. Go ahead. I I firmly believe, Kane and me and you just talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. This is America, and you can do whatever you want. Right. 
you know, yeah. you, if you want to get out there and you want to, you want to make, I mean, look at Larry out. El- Larry Elder is a prime example of this. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama is a prime example yeah. of this. You can become yeah. Yeah. a pre- the president of the United States as a black man, yeah. as a white man, whatever. It, it's just in, in this, whole, this whole thing of, you know, uh, t- just teaching these, especially now it's, it's kids that from 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 that very young age that listen there's always going to be somebody the man's always going to be keeping you down that infects their mind to where then they've got this this mindset well i can't i can't be what i want to be it's like no it's well, not true you can't and that's one thing i hate because i've i hate <laughs> okay that probably wasn't the best word i just like it whenever i hear people say like they have a sit down with their children or whoever and they say well just so you know so and so is going to hate you because you look different see i i've had two people tell me this and let me tell you my heart broke because now these children are going through life like thinking oh Mm -hmm. so this person's going to hate me because i look different Yes. And that person's going to hate me because I look different. And you know what? Every time I pass a police officer, they're going to be targeting me and looking directly at me. And I'm like, oh, hold, hold on a and second. I, and that's, again, that's why they get upset. And it's just like anytime they see, because they, they've been told all their lives, you know, be careful about the cops. They're going to get, they're going to hunt yep. you down. They're going to, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to spot you. They know what you, you know, you're blind or different. So, and so, so when they're, when they're 18 years old, 19 or 20 years old, you know, oh God, here comes a cop. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight. I'm mm-hmm. gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And you know, the cops trying to like listen. You know, you need to calm down. Just like you know, no, you try to do it with me. Then you know, then they fighting with each other. Then boom. It already, it becomes an yes. emotional war before the police and they even have a confrontation. It's like you already have to have this. Um, what am I gonna say to them if they pull me over? Like I have to have this done just right and this done just. And I'm like, just be a normal person. Don't be defiant. Don't be going out there smacking around, acting like you're big and tough. Whenever you've done nothing wrong, when you're acting arrogant, I mean, I I don't understand that because I've if, seen so many videos of this. If I was told from a young age, yeah. right, that Canaan, right, hated my guts, right. And would shoot me if he got a chance. On site, yeah. Anytime I'm around Canaan, I'm going to be grabbing for a gun. I'm going to be yes. getting ready for a fight. I'm going to be nervous. Yes. I'm going to do whatever. And so you've got these, this narrative. I think it all, a bunch of this comes back to this stupid narrative. Like you said, they're not going to like you because of your skin color. Yes. I'm just going to let you know. So then what's those kids going to think? Yeah. Well, and then that damaged mindset yes. gets passed on to the children, to the children, to the grandchildren, to the like, nieces. And it, it Broken people are breaking people. And, let's, and it, it bothers me. Let's go ahead and um, kind of is moving towards the end of this thing here. Let's talk a little bit about the about the police thing. I've got uh, I've got Larry uh, Larry Elder here uh, addressing this as well. 2016, July. Front page story, New York Times. There's a Harvard professor, black, named Roland Fryer. He is so brilliant, he is the youngest tenured professor in the history of Harvard, and Harvard is the oldest college in the country. And he just knew, based upon the headlines, Freddie Gray, the one who died in the police van in Baltimore, Tamir Rice, the one who was shot after twirling the replica gun in Cleveland, Michael Brown, of course, in Ferguson, 
Eric Gardner, he was the guy selling Lucy's in New York, and he died in police custody. He just knew, Roland Fryer, that the police was using deadly force against black people just because they're black, and thought he would do a study to, to confirm his conclusion. So he did a study. He said the results were the most surprising of my professional career. Not only were the police not using deadly force against black people just because they were black, he found out that they were more hesitant, more reluctant, to pull the trigger on a black suspect than a white suspect. Yep. Much of police work is discretionary. In fact, most of it is. You can choose to get out of your squad car and intervene when you think something looks suspicious. Or you can sit there and just respond to radio calls. Proactive policing versus passive policing. And so because of this accusation that the police are engaging in systemic racism, cops all over the country are engaging in passive policing. So what happens? Bad guys know it. Crime goes up, and the people who are disproportionately affected by that are people living in the inner city, black and brown people, the left they claim to care about. Ooh. 2016. So it winds <laughs> up hurting the people that they say, because yeah. the left is, you know, they all say, boom, we're, we're here for, uh, you know, for black and brown people, by George, that's our whole cause. And they do stuff like this, and then mm -hmm. you wind up having a more unsafe neighborhood. Mm-hmm because you're screaming racism every time a cop tries to arrest anyone. Yeah. And I mean, never mind that the person's yep. trying to hurt them, harm them, grab their gun. Like, but it doesn't matter why they're, they're doing that. They're just, just still getting shot. Like, I don't... <sighs> Byron, what, what have you experienced <laughs> in this area here? Because that's, that's the narrative right now that cops, cops are hunting down cops. black people. Uh, okay. Well, I have... I got a couple of I got a couple of instances. Okay. Um one time I was driving and a cop car cop car pulled me pulled me over and it was two of them. One came from the left, one came from the right. One took his billy club, tapped on the window, I rolled down the window. Just what happens, I know who the cop is. She knows who I am because she she used to patrol the school that I used to go to. Mm -hmm. She's a lieutenant now, um, and she's like, "Well, you can't do yourself," but she's like, "Let's get out of here. <laughs> it's not him." <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, I was like, "Hey, Officer So and So, how you doing?" <laughs> and she's like, she's like. <laughs> All right, let's go. Aww. I was like, oh, I'm like. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh, incident number two. I was. I just got this new car. Didn't have any tags on it. I was taking my. Um, I was taking someone and uh, two little ones in the car with me. Okay. A cop car is in front of me. A cop car is in front of me. He. Goes, he speeds up, that uh, speeds up, then slows down to get around me. So he now, now I'm in front of him, and now he hits his lights and pulls me over. So I just, I, I asked, you know, he's talking. This is like, you know, where's Bryce's place? Like, well, I just got this car. I'm going to get my tags right now. And somebody, and the guy's next to me, you know, he's getting upset, and I'm just like, dude, chill, I got this. Just stop, stop talking. <laughs> so I just tell him, like, listen. You can, you can, we can go down and go to the, um, go to the dealership right now until I just got this car. 
I'm going to get the tag. And he says, fine. He leaves. Um, number three, I'm going to Geneva. Um, this is like around 2004 or whatever. It's cold. I have on a, I have on a parka, you know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, and I'm driving, I'm driving like a nice, I'm driving like a nicer car. It has a spoiler and stuff. And this guy, the cop pulls me over. It's dark because I'm out, I'm on the sticks. It's dark. And it's like uh, these two white cops, you know, pull me over, ask me, you know, cause I, I did, I did have a expired sticker. So all of a sudden here comes your more cop cars. And you know, the way I was just back then, you know, I was, I thought I was a thug. So the way I was dressed, I had, <laughs> I had on a, no, I look like a rapper. I had on, I had on Timberland boots, baggy pants and a parka. So they thought, you know, so they just asked, you know, can we search a car? I'm like, fine, let me search it. And like I said, all, there was like, I think three people searched a car up, down, under the hood, in the trunk, in my bag. Um, while there was the other three, the other three cop cars were there and they searched me and they just swore that I had guns or drugs or whatever. They didn't see it. I just, you know, I was cool. You know, they ain't gonna find nothing. And if, and if they do find something, they plan it in me and I'm gonna get their name and badge and we'll take it from there. But they didn't find anything. So, you know, the guy got pissed off and he left because he mm -hmm. thought he had something, but he didn't. So yeah. he, he thought you were Usher. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh what I'm what I'm hearing from you is the way that you survived these instances was you complied with the police. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to exactly. see. Here's here's the thing. I never got I never got the talk. I just you know, it was just common sense. Mm -hmm. they, they okay, they're the, they're the police. They have they have a they have a they have a billy club, mm -hmm. they have a gun, they have a pepper spray, they have all they have they have a bulletproof vest, in their car they have a shotgun. Yes. They have steel toe boots. They're just as big as you. So why in the heck would I mess with them? Now they got tasers. Now back then they didn't have tasers. Now they got tasers. So why would I mess with them? Right. If if they if they if I think they did me they, if I think they did me wrong. I'm gonna get their badge number. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take them. I'm gonna take them. We can sell this in court. You're gonna fight in court. That's exactly right. I, I yeah. heard a guy the other day, uh, a black guy called into a radio show, and they were discussing some of these same things. And he said, "Look," he said, "I tell all these younger black kids in my community, you're never gonna win a fight on the side of the road. You take that sucker and you take it to court. That's where you do your fighting. Mm -hmm. If and this is where and correct me if I'm wrong. And, and like I said, I'm. I have an open mind to this stuff. I think conversations like mm -hmm. this need to happen and they need to happen more often, especially on the, on the national scene where people aren't just looking for a, a soundbite or a news clip to, to say, look, I got you. But <clears throat> if I, as a white redneck, if I got pulled over in Philippi and I started acting a fool, right. Or I started trying to grab the cop's gun like Michael Brown did, or if I turn and take off running, I'm going to get roughed up. I'm going to get roughed up. And if I'm trying to grab his gun, I'm going to get shot. And I'm a white guy. And, and see, that's another thing, too. Mm -hmm. These 
police officers, they are trained. They are killing machines. They know what right. they're supposed to do. Like, and, and do you think that you're going to be able to take down like five police officers by grabbing their gun? You're going to no. get hurt. You're going to get it. I mean, and and I think acting, that's regardless of your skin color. Yes, that's my opinion. Yes, but, but that's that's what I believe. Like I, I don't, I would not want to take on the police officers that I have down here, in Philippi. Yeah. Like I know they can push me to the ground faster than I can say mm-hmm. cat. Yeah. I mean, my gracious. So. So I think the secret yeah. to that is is behave yourself when the cops is pulling you over. All of these instances, yeah. Byron. Even and there was the one I can't remember the guy's name. He did get shot in the back, and it looked, it looked bad. It really looked bad. Yeah. But, okay, and, and I firmly yeah. believe the cop was in the wrong on that one, and he got his just due. He was. Yes. He got he his was. just due. I think I remember which one you're talking about. But if you hadn't tried to run from the cops, yeah, it wouldn't have happened. Now, like I'm saying, the cop was firmly in the wrong, and I believe he went to jail, which is where he belongs. Yeah. He did. He but did. Just because some people can't handle being a cop, that's another thing. Yes, <laughs> and, and that's true. That's true. And I'm not here to say, you know, all cops are not at all. Yeah. There, there's, there's some bad ones out there. There's yeah. some that are like, you know, oh, yeah. happily kneeling on people's necks. Now, I'm not saying that. Yeah. That that was, that bothered that me. One, that one was that Okay, if we're going to talk either. about it, that bothered yeah. me. Yeah. That yeah. guy just yep. knelt and he he looked cold. Yeah. And a guy went limp. Like, that's another thing, yes. too. Yeah. In my job, yeah. if I'm holding someone down and they go limp, yeah, by George, I'm getting back up and making sure, hey, are you still alive? Like, that's our job, but yeah. yeah. Anywho. Some people, some, people, <laughs> some people can't be cops. Yes. Like it's some true. People can't, shouldn't be, some people shouldn't be preachers. Some people shouldn't be You're lawyers. Exactly some right. people should be doctors. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I, I do believe that 90, 99% of the time, if you act like a human being, you know, and... Yeah you're going to be okay. Don't try to run. Don't, mm-hmm. if, if you got some, I mean, if you got some worn out for you, they, they've got you now, you know, you're going to have to, yeah. you're going to have to figure got, all that out. If you got half a mask if you got half a Mexico in your trunk, yes, you're probably going to go to jail. You're, you're in trouble, <laughs> but it's better to go to jail. So then yeah. be on the news. That, that's your fault. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. So as to wrap this up, Byron, what, what's the, what's the cure for this? I mean, what's the cure for this division? What, what's, what's, well, okay. The the optimal cure is to bring back bring back the father, put him back into the home, and let and let let the father and let the mother be a family. Mm-hmm. And you know that's another problem with the left. The left doesn't. The left don't like the Western construct of the you know the nuclear family. The man, the, the the father, the mother, and then the kids. Yes. They don't like that. That's why they're that's why they're fighting. They're fighting this. They yes. say, "Oh, you you don't need no young queen. You don't need no man to tell you what to do." Well, but <laughs> well, who's gonna take care of them kids though? Right. You know who's gonna who's gonna calm that kid down? Right. You know, I I had a father and I had a mother. I didn't have to worry about a thing. Mm-hmm. I knew when my food was coming. I knew when to get up in the morning. I knew when to go to bed. You know, mm-hmm. you, you acted up. Dad was going to handle you. Yep. Or mom was. Or yep. they both were. So it's just like, you know, I have that. And you have that security. It's just like, you know what? Mom's at work. Mom's at going to be work at work for a little bit because she worked part time. That's that's another thing. My um, my dad worked full time. My mom worked part. 
my mom worked part-time until she got a little bit older, you know, mm-hmm. that I hate to say, but some, sometimes the mother, especially has kids, that mother can stay home. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I know, that, I know it's that side, but I'm just saying that, you know, mom, mom worked part-time. Mm-hmm. She didn't, there was no full, there was, she didn't work full-time. And dad worked full time. Dad worked full time, and you know, and we lived in a we lived in a wonderful neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. And we, you know, we have these, we have these people that want to live in these five hundred thousand houses to get their status up. But it's like now, mom is working, and you know, dad's working. Well, who's taking care of the kids? Right. That's a good question. Grandma and grandpa. I mean that's that's a good question. Yeah, but man. grandma, grandpa, 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 and grandpa didn't pay their dues. They want they want to you know they want to hang out at their beach house. Yeah, they they don't they don't they, raise they their don't, kids. They don't want they, they don't want to take they don't want to take care of, they don't want to take care of Britney and Maverick. Come on, they Aww. love them, but it's like they don't Britney take care Maverick. of them. Free Britney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean I. We've took a swing at it, but I don't think we're going to solve oh. the world's problems. No, no. We're, it, you know, uh, you, the, the no we're not not no not no hour. And by the way, Julie just pulled up, so <laughs> <laughs> no. The the big she's answer probably, though she's too. Say, uh, what's up? The big thing too, and uh, you did you did mention it, Byron is um, Jesus. Uh, the world just needs yes. Jesus. Yes. You know, if yeah, you first, have it in your mind. First, that's the first thing. Jesus. Absolutely. Thing I firmly believe that. In is that is the definite answer. That is, you know, we have the answer. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're not going to realize you have a need for Jesus, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You'll still be lost if, as if, ever. Yeah, if you don't have, if you don't have, if you're not a, if you're not a Christ follower, it's not going to work out. Absolutely. You got to have Christ as your main, main thing. Then right. family and then the rest will fall into place. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess we should probably uh, start winding it down. We we've been going for almost uh, about an hour and twenty minutes or so. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm all for part two. Absolutely, and part two. Yeah. that's what I was going to say. I think I think we should do more of this. And, and I'm not going to lie, I, I'm scared to put this on Facebook because people oh, don't, don't want you having these conversations that people do not I want know, these you, conversations yes you need to put on facebook oh and it, it, it will it, it'll go up there but okay you know there's there's some people that just especially the powers that be you know the old uh, the old facebook Mark, algorithms and all that i know the algorithm yeah yeah but uh, i i think these kind of conversations need need to keep happening because I don't know everything, and, and it does me good I, to I talk to somebody. I don't know everything either. Are yeah. you worried about uh, Mark Zuckerberg? He's worried about them. <laughs> well, as long as, as long as you don't tag me, I should be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fat chance, buddy. Fat chance. Yeah, see, we got to have those credentials, though, man. They got to see we tagged a black person in this post. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, do you got anything you want to say before we uh, shut down? No, but I definitely think there needs to be a part two because yeah. there is a couple other things. I actually had an article um that a lady shared a black lady shared and it was like wow eye-opening for me as you know just as, as a regular white girl yeah um well let's let's do part yeah, two i think, I think we should kanan uh, you or mariah got anything there no, i think we're all good people, man. all right uh byron uh, what about you bud Oh no! Thanks for having me. I'll be I'll be up for part two. Maybe I can get Julie up in here. Absolutely, yes. I'd love to. Be awesome. That'd be awesome. I feel like we just barely scratched the surface. There's yeah. so many other things. So, 
Sorry, Kenny. You get it. Sorry, Kenny. Get a chance to talk. <laughs> oh man, no. I, I'm I'm worried about uh, being labeled racist. I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. Yeah. See, when we when <laughs> we all fine. you're fine. When we all lose our jobs because we're racist, Kenan's gonna be over there, you know, grinning like a fat cat, <laughs> 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 talking to the news, saying, "I tried to tell him." <laughs> <laughs> I tried to tell them to say something, but hey, they just—I'm not racist though. No, I really, I, I enjoyed listening. It was very informative, and I really enjoyed just listening and learning. Learned a lot. Of that, so, yep. Oh, yeah. I, yes, indeed. I'm gonna be like Kanye. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But, uh, he'll be broadcast at the best podcast of all time. <laughs> well, it is. It is. All right. Don't forget you can uh, uh, you can get us on uh, Anchor.fm slash Phil Sparks. Leave us a voice message uh, or to become a supporter of the show. You can send us an email at hillbillybroadcast at aol dot com. And find us on Facebook. Where uh, we're on Twitch some of the times. Uh, pretty much and in any place that you get your podcast. Uh, we should be there. So new episodes every week. And with that, we'll uh, we'll shut her down. We'll catch you next time. Love y'all. Bye. Arrivederci. Bye.